just as we're talking, and you'll uh, just for a brief uh, moment. I uh, didn't plan on starting this year with uh, Mila de Hespeda, but we're going to do so anyway, even though it's Hanukkah, doesn't apply to the Gadlodar, and it's still a better option than Shabbos, although we might uh, add something, just a few observations. The picture in front of you actually spoke about five years ago. You recall when I came back, I was by Raram Lev Zatzal many times. What? Uh, yeah. Huh? Just thought enough. <coughs> so again, Mila Despeda on Hanukkah is a mutter for Agat Ladar. And if you recall, I think the Shabbos I came back, as I was talking to our Baron Leib, I didn't notice this until somebody sent me a picture afterwards. And the picture is in front of you. Shabbat is showing it on the, uh, on the video. It's Mama Chapella. I'm... I'm sitting there, it was a long meeting, and when you're looking straight at the Gadlada, you try to focus on the cover of terror. You're talking to in general, certainly when you're sitting with Ram Laid, and then when somebody sent me the picture, I noticed on the back, first I didn't know what it was. He has on, to his back a, a sideways stool with a pillow because he never sat on a chair with a back. And uh, this picture, he was uh, 99, I think. 99, 100. And I was one of many visitors, I'm sure, and uh, when he was 99, 100, he had to lean on something. But it wasn't going to be the back of a chair, which uh, it's a pelvic picture. It was just... There was somebody there I didn't even know taking a lot of pictures. I have some more at home. At the Leviah today, he left the Tzavah no Espedim at the Leviah. It doesn't include afterwards. And it's a Chayv Kaddush just to understand, and this is not going to do justice to it just for a few minutes. Some uh, personal, uh, indelible impressions that were made on me, some of which I spoke about in Shul before when I saw this picture years ago. And what's um, jarring in the context of keep it of aim, keep it of aim, goes in both directions. It's Archit Mechabit parents. The reason is because that Karis that parents not only brought us into the world, but what they do for us and raising us and uh, the Achrayas they take. Terra has a lot about Yusayim. What's not well known, which I guess will become well known now as people talk about it, Varun Leib uh, barely escaped the Holocaust himself, went to Switzerland, lost his parents and all his siblings. And we wouldn't blame anybody if they would use that as an excuse for not succeeding in much in life because <coughs> Tyra clearly says it's a handicap. It's an understatement. The fact that somebody's a refugee and that they have to leave their home, lech lecha and then they're completely alone and foreign countries out to Switzerland they came there to Israel but no parents all his brothers were killed and not only was this not an excuse but in a way if you ever uh, saw any uh, conversations quoted from the Panovich Arov it was the same stance that, uh, if anything we have to build more 
and we have to do what uh, everybody in Eretz Yisrael, in the entire world, especially in Eretz Yisrael, held was completely impossible, and that is rebuilding the terror world. Which is why, traditionally, Baruch Hashem Etziat Deshmaya, when it came to a question of the security of Eretz Yisrael, and the few, very few people who were learning understood that you need people learning for the security of Eretz Yisrael, they said, Ben-Gurion's discussing his own ministers. Then a little past. There's not going to be too many anyway in the next generation. And then generation after that, there's going to be nobody. Rahman Litzlan. So why bother fighting a fight? Well, history has Baruch Hashem proven them wrong. Has it proved wrong the Misyavnim in the time of Hanukkah? That's within the Jewish people. And then the Amalekim, time of Perm, from without. doesn't make a difference when the without. The, the Gullus is unfortunately full of examples where it looked like it was the absolute end. I think in one Shabbos Shubha Joshua we discussed, I think I had a copy of uh, one of the Geras Ramam. He writes a letter to the Chachmei Lunil, and it sounds like he's signing off on history. He says, okay, I'm here, there are a couple of Chacham in Yisrael, a few more in Bovel, and not a lot of learning going on over here. And in Lunil, there was a lot more learning. He says, up to you guys, I'm old and I can't do this anymore. Do you know how depressing writes the letter is? So the Rambam knew, the good news is he knew that Kosh Baruch was a promise and Klai Yisrael would rejuvenate, but he was giving orders that you people are it, and uh, if you don't carry it, and I'm not here anymore, and there's one over here and two over there, it's not going to work. So Baron Leib understood that, and the Beskarov understood that, and the Chaznish understood that, that. You can count them with the fingers of uh, one hand or two hands. We can't imagine. You know, Baruch Hashem, you live in, our kids are growing up. They think, of course, everybody's learning. Well, that's, that's uh, America and Eretz Yisrael. It was Mamashe. I'm saying, 500, something like that. Yeah. For the whole country. yeah, something like that. Something like that. But they were looked at as, more than that, it wasn't even just the numbers, it was that, that everybody was absolutely convinced, both in America and Eretz Yisrael. The two <coughs> countries with any large numbers, and you know, and yeah, and uh, they, they didn't, uh, it was like it was unimaginable. And uh, here's a man who escaped uh, from the war and uh, barely escaped, and and uh, his family didn't. So, most people would, uh, if they remained from and they have a mediocre existence, would give them credit, and they deserve credit. The godless over here is that he um, he transcended all of that because he had such a... He was born in Brisk. He was friendly with the Brisker up. I mean, you know, he couldn't... Uh, I, I look at the picture, it's hard to believe. I'm uh, sitting next to talking to somebody who, uh, who was there before the war and who was... Um, he wasn't like really close to the Brisker of Nechazish. He was here. He grew up in Brisk. It's hard to, hard to imagine there, there aren't uh, too many, if any, left. And, okay, you can meet a guy who grew up in Brisk who wasn't from before the war, after the war, believe it or not. But he was able to accomplish all this and uh, take over the mantle of leadership. He was always leading, but it increased in his 80s and in his 90s. And Rabbi Yashiv was nifter. I've hanging on my wall. Anybody's been in my study. The pictures are of me sitting with him and Rabbi Yashiv. It wasn't so long ago. All this was six years ago. And uh, I think he was uh, 99, 98, 99, when they asked to take over. So you know, most people don't start careers at 99. 
He didn't start a career. He wasn't interested in leadership before. He wasn't interested after. If you'd ask him, he'd say, a leader, he would, he would, he would laugh at you. And uh, if you walked into his uh, D-room, you can't see the full flavor on the wall over here. I have to show you have another picture with a different <coughs> angle. Uh, there was more uh, plaster peeling off the walls on the floor than there was on the wall. And there were plenty of Choshevas Khanim who were willing to not only repaint the entire apartment, but buy the whole building. Like it wasn't even a, wasn't even a shayla. You build them a chaim l'chaim until they got rab chaim to put air conditioning. B'nai brach is having b'nai brach in July. It's, uh, you can't uh, you can't breathe. But it wasn't uh, wasn't part of the uh, lifestyle, which is why he accomplished so much. Is that he took no, nothing from Olam Hazeh. We're not when you when you learn about these gedolim and you say uh, this is not a has been just some remarks, but. Uh, the lesson is, okay, well, we're not holding by not sitting back on chairs, therefore it's not a gay to us. If Ryan Lame doesn't sit back in a chair, maybe we'll have one less ice cream. Nothing wrong with ice cream. There's no big affair. We spoke about this on other occasions. But the question is, uh, an ice cream here, an ice cream there, or is your life about the newest flavor? What's the focus in life? So if you want, Shaykh is the there Many Chazals that say, and everybody always asks, well, there's one Chazal that says you got to enjoy the Hashem's Bria. Yes, so we're, we're very good at that, and we're fine with that. No one's, uh, no issue here. Uh, but there are many other Chazals that the more you are into your Gashmias, the less you can be into your Ruchmias. And Aaron Leib is the God Ladar because he took nothing from the world, and despite his schedule of constant Hasmod of 104 years, he took time for the Klal, he doesn't have that rough custom America. He doesn't have to sit with him for 25 minutes. And he doesn't, uh, I almost felt bad. The other picture I was looking at today, uh, he was sitting at a desk and I'm looking on. I remember him sitting there. It was a 15 minute. He was writing a letter. We were discussing something and he got up and he said, I'm going to write him a letter. I said, the Rashiva doesn't have to. I can, I can write something. And then I said, no. He picked up the thing and started writing the whole thing as if uh, there was no time pressure and there weren't 6,000 people standing outside the door. <coughs> So there's a, um, there's a blend of achrayas for the klal and knowing what you're supposed to try to do and yet the anivis to... Anivis doesn't mean you don't know your qualities. It means that you don't get carried away with your qualities. And it's always fascinating. Moshe Rabbeinu, the biggest compliment of Moshe Rabbeinu L'chumish is he was a nice natera, he was a tzaddik adar, and he was a chachma. It only mentions one beferish, and that's the anivis, because with the anivis you can be kind of all the other... Items. Anivas means I'm out here for myself, and therefore why get too much in the Gashmias, and why waste my time with silly things? I'm here for Torah mitzvahs, the Amarbitz Torah, and to uh, help the Klal. So then all that comes from Anivas. The famous Maisa, he was uh, fascinated to see how uh, G'dayli Elim can tell Baruch Kacham who's going to be the next God of who's going to be needed for Klaisal 50 years later. Chaznish, it's a household word, household name. We're constantly quoting the Chaznish. The Chaznish was Nifter at the beginning of the 50s. Lemisparam. Like, it's a long way. Remember, Chaim is still, we build him a Chaim. is still quoting Chaznish. He grew up and he has a photographic memory, so it's like it happened yesterday. We're, we're living through that. He, he was in the uh, modern uh, era, the modern state, uh, and the Muhammad's and controversies that had to be fought for five years. Very little time. So he sort of had a premonition, sort of knew that. So he walked very, Chaznish is Mechavit, everybody. He walked very few people to the door and almost nobody down the little walkway. 
and there was a young man around Reb Steinman who came to see him often, and whenever he came, he walked him out, and one time he walked him, Mamish, to the edge of the uh, path, and Ryan Leib came home crying to his wife, crying. He was in his uh, late 30s, was it? And he said, I'm not going back. He said, I can't, I can't handle this. The Chaznish has the wrong man, and he's being mechade, because this is the talk of the town. The Chaznish never walked somebody so far. It's pretty... Uh, he was in. He was not uh, anywhere near the age of sixty, seventy, or eighty. The Chazanish out of all, and he had very hush of a people visiting. But him, he walked the furthest, and he didn't want to go back because uh, he said they have the wrong person. In the same way, the Tzava that everybody read today said that don't use any ridiculous titles like Zadik or Chassid or or Chacham or you know because I don't want to be Muvuzum in the Olam Emes. Same person who cried when, but is it really crying? Like we would say, yeah, I don't want to. to, to please talk to the chasnish, please, Rebbe. You have to walk me the thing. Oh, we, you know, maybe we would say that in a good day, or maybe we'd say, uh, can we walk a little further? They didn't get all the pictures yet. One of the two. But um, but he he cried. It pained him. The covet. So if you're running from covet, and you're running from gashmias, and you're running from sicha betela, and you're running so, and you have a good head, and you love learning, and you're a masmid, and you're a balachrayis. So that's how you produce a uh, gadol. And uh, our part here is to uh, know where we're holding, and know we're still sitting with backs on our chairs, and we still have some attachment to Gashmias, but take some of it and raise the bar. And if you stretch a little bit harder, it's uh, incredible what you can accomplish, despite the fact that they had every disadvantage in the world, and anybody who shares a plate without their family, uh, and if they're not total shivrei kalim, you have to tip your hat. But they didn't uh, didn't let it get to them. It's, I think, the most important lesson. Okay, speaking of keep it up, aim. I really spoke a lot about it, and in history, you understand it's almost like uh, he felt like he didn't get a chance to do it more than he did. He can at least put mechazik others in it, which is. Uh, Part of the background. Okay.